Hello and welcome to our podcast, A City United. I am joined by my friends Ayan and Deep. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. Shantam, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, hi guys, I'm Shantam, avid Liverpool supporter, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so tired of having so many United people. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> so good to have uh, Shantam with us, a Liverpool supporter. Right, so the topic for today is going to be our predictions for the upcoming season in the Premier League. Uh, as you know, we have two United fans, a City fan, now we have a Liverpool fan. So let's start off and uh, let's let's get one of the United fans out of the way, okay? So Deep, your predictions, uh, we can have like the title challengers, your top six, relegation battle, your overperformer, your underperformer, uh, some surprises for the season. Uh, so yeah, Deep, please let take me, it away. Let me start with the title challengers first. So it's going to be a controversial one because I think we love doing that. We love creating and stirring the pot up. So I'm going to say it's going to be City, United, Liverpool and Tottenham. That's controversial. <laughs> top so, four. Okay, so you're saying That's that my the title... No, no, I'm, I'm talking about title challenge. Title United challenge for the title this year. Like every year. Like every year. Like every you think year. United will challenge for the title? Yeah, absolutely. I think if if they're backing up with four more signings, I don't see anything stopping United Ambitious. from Ambitious. Four more signings. Four more signings. That's the key word. Frankie De Jong into four. Frankie right. De Jong into six. <laughs> so, so your top four is City, City United, Liverpool and Tottenham. Is that the order that you think mm. they'll finish in? I think so. Okay, interesting. Okay. Shantam, what about you? Liverpool fan in your Liverpool ways? Um, obviously, a lot of bias coming from my end. Uh, Community Shield gave some very good insight. <laughs> very good insight into the um, season, but obviously doesn't say a lot. Um, a glorified friendly, as you would say, and as the quotes going around, um, if you win it, it's an important game, and if you lose it, it's... You know, just not that important. Yeah. It is just the yeah, community shield. But that being said, I think we all expect City to win um, the title and the number one title challengers at that. But I think Liverpool do have an outside chance. Uh, City did look a little rusty uh, during the game. So they'll have to sort that out a little bit. But I think it's only a matter of time uh, till they get into their stride. And yeah, I mean, end of the day, I would say Liverpool number one, uh, City number two. And I think Spurs, I would put at number three. And a fight in probably Chelsea and Arsenal for fourth. Oh, oh very interesting. Um, well, I think it's important to keep in mind that City have actually had a shorter preseason. They've had, I think, only two or three games before yeah. the Community Shield, so probably looked a little more rusty. I do think that City will win the title because this happened last year and probably the year before that as well, where they go into this run of like 15 to 20 games unbeaten. Absolutely. So I think City will win the title. Uh, Liverpool will be a close second. I think, okay. again, it will be Liverpool and City. You could interchange them depending on, you know, which team you're supporting and what kind of fan you are. Third would be Spurs for me as well. Okay. They have strengthened in probably every area on the pitch and beyond. Uh, they have a very strong manager, very strong sporting director and a very strong chairman as well when it comes to negotiations. So they've got some very good deals over the line. Right. Uh, fourth for me, even though being a United fan, I think it's going to be Arsenal. Oh, um, AJ seems happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that if United do sign Frankie de Jong right. and a starting 11 forward, right. then I think United would be guaranteed fourth over Arsenal. Okay. But at this point, Arsenal is guaranteed fourth for sure. All right. All right. So I agree uh, with what Gaurav has to say. Uh, I think it's a toss up between Liverpool and City. 
because City started poorly last year and then somewhere around the mid-season is when they started, uh, you know, playing uh, really good football. They won a lot of games and that's when they took the lead. Uh, Liverpool looks solid, though I'm not sure whether they are a stronger team going into this season because y'all lost Mane, y'all got Nunes. It's to be seen. I think Nunes is a fantastic player. I think the Community Shield was a very good glimpse of what he has to offer. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's between those two for first place. Uh, definitely have Spurs. I think we all are uh, we all are looking very forward to this Tottenham side. Yeah. Fourth, I agree with Gaurav. I think Arsenal have been fantastic the way they've played. Uh, very young team. Uh, in in fact, the game against Sevilla, the way they pressed, the way they interchanged, it all just looked like if they could keep this up, it'll be really good. Yeah. Um, Chelsea again, though they are, they have to be mentioned. I mean, you can't not mention Chelsea, but I feel that they 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 have some shortcomings. Their team looks a little bit weaker. I don't think Kai Havertz is your twenty goals a season man. I mean, mm. the last person to do that for Chelsea was Diego Costa, so I don't know about that. And United, I think United have a shot. I mean, I'd call them the dark horse maybe at this point, uh, whether they get De Jong or no. Uh, but if they lose Ronaldo. Where do they get those 20 goals a season from? Are Martial, Rashford, Elanga, uh, Sancho up to the task is to be seen. But definitely that would be my top four and United and Chelsea would be like five and six. Um, so yeah, I guess mostly in agreement over here. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone except Deep is in Deep, agreement. Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm, Spurs I'm delusional finish. at this point about United, but... I mean, if I don't have that, then there's no points about it. Yeah. But so, so, so I have a question for you, Deep, right. because you you said you think United will challenge for the title. So last year around this time, everybody thought, at least United fans thought that they were challenging for the title because they finished second. The year, uh, uh, they had finished second under the Ole. Year, yeah. uh, they got Varan, a proven winner. They got one of the most exciting English talents, and they got. Probably one of the best players who have ever played the game in Ronaldo. Absolutely. And I remember United fans at that time thought that this was going to be the, uh, season. the, the season. In fact, I remember. Redemption. Redemption season, right? They are going in with practically the same squad with Lissandro Martinez and Eriksen being at. So you're putting that much weight on Ten Hag's shoulders because oh. he's not proved himself yet in this league. He, I mean, it's a very good change. I think he's the best manager I'll have had, uh, at least the most exciting one. So. so let me address the issue firstly by saying Ole was a brilliant manager, there was no doubt. If you compare his first few games and the number of points he had compared to Jurgen Klopp, he was one point behind Jurgen Klopp. Ole managed to get 307 points or something in his three seasons and Jurgen Klopp was at 308. So I, I'm not discrediting Ole at this point, but the way I've seen the preseason go, the way I've seen Tenag implement his tactics and tell the players what needs to be done and the players are actually finding spaces, playing like a squad that knows what's to be done. Rather, under Ole, it was just vibes for a point. So, that has got me excited. That is the point where I feel like, you know, this team, if given a good manager, and a few more signings, I'm not saying that without the signings we'll be there, but a few more signings under this manager, it can make the difference. So, I have an interesting question because, uh, you know, we're talking about pre-season form. Another team that's had a great pre-season has been Arsenal. Yeah. I don't think we can, uh, you know, uh, not talk about Arsenal. Who do you think is the team you'd bet on at this point? Arsenal with a young squad, with a manager who's now in his third season there? Or with United with a new manager and, you know, like who do you rank highly? 
just in terms of a setup, I think Arteta has the setup. Uh, on paper, it it look it looks really good, and it is it has been transitioned to the field as well, especially with uh, Gabriel Jesus banging in goals just for fun. Yeah. Uh, along with that, they have a new captain now in Martin Odegaard. Um, obviously, mm, interesting one. Uh, Arsenal keeps switching captains, uh, you know, <laughs> at the drop <laughs> of a hat. So hopefully, this is one to stay. Um, but yeah, I think uh, good young side. I think um, in terms of the back line, they've added a lot more reinforcements in terms of Zinchenko. Um, and things like that. They have Gabriel coming into good form at the moment as well. Ramsdale is looking like a rock in goal. Saliba came back. Saliba is back as well. But also to be mentioned that Leno is now leaving to Fulham. Fulham. That's yeah. an interesting move. <coughs> also, but I mean, I think it does make sense for Leno in that sense as he is second choice keeper but highly rated across the world yeah. because he's not taking Ramsdale place uh, any time of the day. Uh, so that being said, I think in terms of the setup, I think it's really good. Saka, I think, is going to really overperform his stats of what he had from last year come into his own. As you say, you've got Emil Smithrow, you've got Martinelli as well. So I think as a setup, they're looking really good with Gabriel Jesus as the focal point. But then again, Arsenal are known for being chokers during the season. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say. But yeah, at this point in time, I would definitely rate them higher than a United and probably even a Chelsea at this point. Would you rate United or Chelsea higher? Um, I think Chelsea is definitely looking very jittery at the moment, even with uh, mm. Thomas Tuchel and his comments that have come out uh, in terms of the press release. Uh, that could just be putting pressure on his players, but um, I don't know at the moment if Raheem Sterling is the player that they need. Also, as I said before, Kai Havertz is not your 20-goal um, a season striker, that they do require a focal point as well. I think Koulibaly is a brilliant signing. But with uh, Thiago Silva and Koulibaly in the centre-back, they do lack some pace. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting That point. would make a big difference in the EPL at this point. And Raheem Sterling is a coin flip. Um, either he is going to give you the 20 goals or it's it's going to be a complete flop show and he's going to go in the bin. You think uh, Chelsea is going to play with uh, a back four or like a traditional back four or are they going to do the three centre-backs and the two wing-backs? Because you cannot leave Reese James and Chilwell out there, right? So what do you think? Absolutely. Um, at this point, I do think they're going to go with three centre-backs and two wing-backs because a lot of the creativity does come from the wings. When you look at probably a Mateo Kovacic and a Kante in midfield, um, obviously they play in a system where Mason Mount does get pushed forward a lot. Conor Gallagher is playing in a more defensive role as well. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, a lot of creativity is going to come from the wings. So I think definitely the first two names on the team sheet are going to be Ben Chilwell and uh, Reese James. Both brilliant players, great for all the FPL managers out there as well. <laughs> yeah, um, and even if you look at the Chelsea midfielders, none of them are like those traditional playmakers, right? Uh, Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho, Loftus Cheek, Gallagher as well. I think Gallagher can score some goals, but he's not like the traditional playmaker that we see throughout some EPL teams. So yeah, I agree on that. I do think Chelsea will finish probably sixth. Uh, I wouldn't but be surprised if they that's finish. That's a harsh lower. take from all of us to be very. Um, honest over here because Chelsea were third last year they've lost a couple of players but we've, we've written them off quite harshly I feel yeah because the entire backline is gone they have to reinforce the entire backline and this goes back to what happened with Frank Lampard when he came in right. he had six new signings and even though he did well with uh, Derby County when he was a manager there when he came into Chelsea might have been a very big step but he was looking good until he had to re he had to integrate those six signings into the team right and that's not easy for any manager to do, even yeah. though you know Tuchel is a Champions League winning manager. He's so not been able to so get So that's the exactly what it is, right? Because they won the Champions League coming into this season. 
and everybody thought it was going to be a three horse title race between liverpool chelsea and city and the way chelsea dropped off because they were they were first for a very long time right and the way they dropped off the way uh, it happened and then with the change in ownership i think that that really makes a difference because you know the yeah, sporting right. director change everything has uh, you yeah. know that's so i think that's why we hold them a little like we're a bit skeptical on the chelsea front and yeah because the question that comes with this chelsea team is where are the goals coming from yeah you know that that is like just the simple question you you can win a champions league final one year that's what it was city's uh, final to lose right but throughout the season who's scoring the goals for them absolutely interesting mm, okay i think uh, in terms of the top 4 top 6 we are mostly in agreement except maybe you know spurs and chelsea with regards to deep and of course you know him rating united highly Uh, let's move from the top of the table to more so like the bottom of the table. What do you guys think for this season? Will the relegation battle be? Because I think this is going to be a very interesting one. I think um, it's going to be quite simple in terms of the relegation battle. Probably one or two surprises, but the ones more or less as we see um, promoted to the EPL. At least two of them you would see going back down again. Um, to a large extent, probably Brentford. I would add to that list. um who did have a pretty good season last time but i i think not having added to the current squad is going to really affect them uh, same with southampton as well had a pretty yeah. poor season last time really poor at the back did pretty well towards the end of the season um but i don't think uh, a lot of that is going to change and um obviously being a liverpool supporter i'm going to put everton there as well right <laughs> 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 i was waiting for that time for a jab <laughs> at the moment yeah probably i think a uh, bit harsh though Uh, but I don't see Everton anywhere in the top ten, at least. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, what about you, Deep? What do you think will the relegation think, battle be? I uh, think it's you know Fulham and Norwich. They just keep switching places <laughs> at this point. They're like, one yeah. season mera, one season thera. Uh, the second one would be Bournemouth. I don't know where they would be. I don't think they have it in them. And the third one for me would be uh, Southampton as well. Um. Yeah, I would definitely agree with Bournemouth because uh, Scott Parker actually came out and said that they have a much weaker side yeah. than last time as well. Yeah. Um. I think Nottingham Forest really, really well done. I think Fulham as well. Um, winning the championship really, really good. Um. But again, I do agree with Deep that uh, Bournemouth. I think definitely we could see one of them going back down. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ayan? Bournemouth for sure. I. I mean, I don't know why we're all hating on Bournemouth, <laughs> but I think it's the easier yeah. one to pick. Yeah. Uh, Everton, like I'm a bit on the fence about. I mean, they could, but then again, Leeds also th- uh, last year really dropped off, oh, and yeah. they've lost Rafinha mm-hmm. and Phillips. Uh, you know, they've made some good signings, but I don't know. It could be between them and uh, Southampton. Definitely Southampton. I do think that Southampton have actually strengthened decently in the transfer window. Uh, they just got Joe Aribo as well, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Gavin Banzano. Let me interrupt from you. From City, did you see the goal Joe Aribo scored? Yeah, it's a solo goal, <laughs> right? Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably like one of the unique goals. Yeah. I don't think, of course, we'd probably see that in the Premier League, but does seem promising. Yeah. Uh, they've made some decent signings. Of course, they played without their main sort of striker last year in Danny Ings, right. and they had to play Che Adams and you know the rest of the people that were there. You can never play a full season with Danny Ings. He's <laughs> 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 Learned it the hard way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and that's why we. I think that Southampton will stay up. I do think we all agree uh, in agreement when it comes to Bournemouth, even though they have a very exciting manager. Yeah, and a lot of people rate him very highly, and he could Passionate be one. could be one of the next England managers. Yeah, uh, you know, some predictions say uh, the second team that I do think will go is Fulham. 
um so think they will also interchange with novich you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the third one for me i think this depends on what happens i think novich or brentford uh, brentford haven't made like any strong signings and uh, they don't seem like they will push on fair okay fair enough uh, next one is going to be very interesting so over performer all right uh, i'm not going to talk about teams uh, because i think we've covered that let's talk about players deep who do you think is going to be your over performer in terms of players you say in player like you're just going to be like wow this guy has like so what do we say is an over performer like someone who we know is going to do good and does better someone who we just don't expect to do good and we're like you know he catches our eye yeah i mean so again the bias comes in for christian eriksen i'll say keep an eye out for him uh in this united squad with the firepower and the pace we have up front and ronaldo and his poaching abilities in the striker he is in the box I think Eriksen will come good this season. That's one for me. Okay. Uh, do you think all with the health concerns and everything would be able to pull 90 minutes week in week out? No. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, but given that he'll at least play 60 minutes game week in week out, I hope yeah, so. He definitely got the quality as yeah, he. Yeah, I absolutely. But just in a squad that has so much firepower up front, I feel like he could be the one. What about you Shantam? Uh I've I've been looking very closely uh towards James Madison. I think James Madison probably this was uh, the chance for him to make a good move uh, to a probably a better side than Leicester. I mean, obviously he's the focal point uh, currently within Leicester, but towards the end of the season, last time he was al- almost averaging two returns a game. Mm. Um, pre-season as well, he looks really really sharp. Uh, hopefully, if Brendan Rodgers can strengthen the side a little bit more. Um, they haven't had any signings have they no no signings no not at all exactly right so yeah, hopefully on that line if they can strengthen a little bit more and probably push towards the top 8 um of the EPL we could see James Madison really overperforming uh, in terms of the younger english players as well uh for me actually it's going to be luis diaz he's oh. looked yeah. really really sharp right even though when even when he came in uh, last season in the middle of the season he just felt like he just slotted in really well yeah and even this season and pre-season when you look at him you just don't feel like you're missing money in yeah. that team uh, maybe you're missing it's covered by the clinical finishing of nunez right. to some to some extent but the way diaz cuts in it just feels like it's a good replacement for an older money uh for me it's uh, gabriel jesus i think pre-season signs have been very positive i think he was a player who was itching uh for more minutes and he's certainly going to get that and this arsenal system seems to be suiting him well especially in that sevilla game there was a uh, goal which he scored which just showed his uh, his i think what he's learned under pep being brought to the forefront where he was playing on the left wing <coughs> he played the ball to shaka and then he's come in as a nine and he scored the goal yeah so i think uh, he will be the focal point because arsenal were lacking goals and i think he's going to be a better uh, player than lacazette up front yeah. so i think uh, for me it's Jesus. Also having Arteta there uh, and already worked with him, I think that would definitely help yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and some competition from Enketia, who mm. did well towards the end of last season as well. All right. Let's move on to the underperformers. Who do you all think it's going to be? Let's start with Gaurav this time. The underperformer for me, uh, actually, this is a tough one. Uh, but when I thought about it, I thought it would probably be Leandro Trossard. And I know that this is a little bit of a very different kind of person to talk about not right. someone who's always in the limelight but why i said leandro trossard is because they've lost 
the key cog that they had in the midfield in Bisuma. Right. And a lot of it depends on Bisuma cutting off the play from the other team and actually passing that ball forward. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's going to be Leandro Trossard. I think he's a very he's a quality player. I think he could be playing for a better team. Right. I think he could be playing for a Leicester or a West Ham. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be one that's that's an interesting one. Ayan, what about you? I have a very controversial one and I'm going to probably receive hate for this because it's from my team, my support. I think Jack Grealish. <laughs> I, that was I my think, pick. I think Jack Grealish. Oh. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he did not look good in the community shield. You come with a 100 million price tag. Is he the worst 100 million? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's a different discussion. One to be season had. in only. Though. Yeah, it's one season in. I'm, I know I'm being harsh, but at least... I don't, I don't, I'm getting those Neymarish vibes, you know, I feel like he's just enjoying life, uh. he's partying too hard, and... Uh, he doesn't have what it takes. And when, <laughs> That's and, the Jack Grealish yeah. vibe. <laughs> and when you lose Sterling and Jesus, I mean, Alvarez, again, very high hopes from him. Yeah, he played but, well. But uh, Jack Grealish, I don't know, I just have my doubts over. And another one I think probably could be Jimenez. Underperformer. Underperformer. Yeah. Jimenez. He, he's kept up his standards, but after his injury, he's. I don't dipped. think he performed last season. He did also. perform yeah, that after great, his injury. So he's maybe dipped. Jimenez, but that's not a surprise pick. But yeah, Jack right. Grealish for me. All right. So, uh, Shantam, are you, in, are you agreeing or are you going to change your. Uh-huh. I mean, that was going to be my initial pick in Jack Grealish as well. Um, I do think a lot of Man City's season would be dependent uh, on Jack Grealish and the way he performs. Um, but obviously, uh, I haven't spoken about most of the points. So I'm going to go with a different sort of a Jack Grealish player in terms of Raheem Sterling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see the hate coming through. <laughs> yeah, salty. <laughs> no, but I think definitely, um, I think there would be pressure on him to perform from week one uh, in terms of uh, where Chelsea are at the moment. Um, I do also feel I would give him some leeway in the in, in the sense that it could be a coin flip and he could perform well but looking at pre-season um, looking at Tuchel and the kind of setup that they have at the moment I do see Raheem Sterling probably failing the first season and then probably getting better on that sense um, but yeah if not Jack Grealish I do see uh, Raheem Sterling underperforming yeah. his stats so that's you do expect a lot right and obviously Gaurav yeah. you mentioned in the last yeah. point yeah. 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 clinical finisher but the most a clinical very, finisher you see his goal in pre-season <laughs> did he know he scored that goal <laughs> it is a very different system that he is going to be playing in especially if they play a 3-5-2 um, or like 3-4-3 three, three. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah in City he had the supply from everywhere right left from the centre Backs from the central midfield people everywhere, you know, even from the keeper for that matter of fact. He does, he's not going to have that in Chelsea for sure, uh, unless Chilwell and Reese James really outperform the expectations. All right, from uh, the underperformers, uh, players, we'll move on to teams. Right. So, one team that you'll completely be surprised by, it could be, you know, more so in a positive light or a little bit more in a negative light. Sure. But which team will you be surprised by? Deep? Uh, I think the ones to watch out for are Nottingham Forest. I see them doing good business in the transfer market. I think they have made a good, uh, you know, they have a good manager who can get the best out of the signings they've had. And I can see them being pushed into the top 10 like Brentford was last season. So they could be one to watch out for. Interesting. And what about you, Shantam? Um, I think uh, looking at the sort of setup that they have at the moment, I would go with Crystal Palace in a more positive light as well. Uh, I think I would be surprised 
um by them obviously patrick vieira's first full season yeah uh, i do think is a very good manager in a very good system as well uh club owners have backed him uh, they've locked down eze olise as well uh, zaha's on a new contract um as well so in in from that sense obviously losing conor gallagher will be a big a, miss yeah big a jolt, very big miss uh, to them but that being said i think patrick vieira more than the team would be the surprise of the season where they could probably crack the top 10 I actually had this answer the minute I saw it. West Ham, I think I'm going to be uh, in again in a positive light. Uh, they were really good last year. They were in the top four up until uh, the January uh, yeah. window, uh, and they've got uh, Skamaka. Skamaka. What do you how do you Skamaka. say? Skamaka. 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 Yes, uh, and I think that's something that they really missed because you know there was I think there was just too much pressure on Antonio. Yeah. There was too much pressure, and he delivered no doubt. But then you saw him drop off. and then there was a question again where are the goals coming from bowen bowen did a fantastic <laughs> job and i get he's someone to watch out for but i An think west ham can probably sure. <laughs> yeah i think they have improved so i think that they will be someone to watch out for like you know they'll be that team uh, you know who you'd not want to play against because you stoke could drop points you know so are they the stoke I would say actually at one point Everton used to be that team. You know, oh, they yeah, yeah. used to drop points. Yeah, yeah. killers. The more yeah. yeah. killers. Yeah. Killers. Yeah. yeah. What so. about you, J two? Uh, actually, I was going to say Spurs. Okay. But I think we've all mentioned Spurs, and uh, I remember last year, Spurs were I think twenty twenty points off Man City. I think twenty twenty two points off Man City, um, and they were they had like the difference in like the number of goals scored by City and Spurs were around forty goals. You have Harry Kane and Son, of course. Uh, they've also added now uh, Richarlison, Richarlison to that team. Kulisevsky. So maybe you know five to ten goals coming from there as well. Maybe uh, Lucas Moura is there, of course. Kulisevsky is there as well. So I think we'll be really surprised by them. I wouldn't even put it beyond Conte to potentially challenge for the title. Yeah, he's ca- that kind of a manager, isn't yeah. he? He yeah, could. I know Liverpool and City seem like, oh, you know, it's the safe thing to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Liverpool and City are going to challenge for the title, and that's probably going to be the case. But I, I don't know why I have this feeling that Spurs are actually going to challenge. It's the manager with the signings that they've yeah. made, and they've also upgraded on you know left wing back. They already had two. They got Perisic. Uh, they want to you know upgrade on their right wing backs as well. They upgraded in their centre backs position with you know Lenglet. Bissouma is a fantastic Best signing. Brilliant buy. Yeah. Brilliant signing. Uh when they got Hoiberg as well from Southampton, Southampton. 15, 15 million was a steal. So I think these are key players that are going to help even though uh, we rank Spurs very highly. I think that their season can get derailed completely if something happens to Kane or Son. You know, I think they're very very dependent on the front line and I, the only place where I see Spurs just a little bit behind uh, City and Liverpool They don't get goals from that midfield. Correct. Like you know, in Hoiberg, Bissouma, Bentaker, they aren't very goal-scoring midfielders. You know, they're the guys who'll be a little bit deeper and spray balls forward, which Kane and Son eventually finish. But I feel that they're very top-heavy, uh, which But I feel could be the case also with Liverpool, Liverpool sub- right? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. because yeah. you have your midfielders who don't really score as many goals as the yeah. forwards. But they've done it season in and season out. Like Liverpool has Correct. been there. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that Spurs could do it too. Absolutely. Yeah. I would so, agree, and I mean, I would chime in uh, at this point, especially with the Liverpool point being brought up. Is that I think as a Liverpool fan, we have a world-class first eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Where I don't think when you're playing, uh, you know, three or four cups in a year. Um, That the first eleven would always be the one starting, right? So plus it's the World Cup here. 
and yeah, this World Cup year as well. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely like off the bench. So that's where City, you know, usually takes the part where um, they have enough world class players coming off the bench as well in the similar Correct. system. Whereas um, if you look at Liverpool, you know, um, you take Trent, Van Dijk, Fabinho. I think who's very very pivotal to our team yeah. in any of the games that we win. Um, him, Salah, any of these players out of the system, and then it gets slightly jittery. Uh, for us moving forward, so I think in that sense we have a good first eleven. But moving on through the season, um, I do feel we would need to make one or two more signings, especially in midfield. So I've got another point uh, to talk about. Uh, everybody, who is going to uh, two questions? Okay, first, the best new signing. All right, it doesn't have to be like a new player to the league, but the new signing in general for a team. And second, we're going to do Golden Boot because I am really, really curious about this one. All right, so best new signing, Deep. I think it has to go to Haaland. For me, this is going to be a very pivotal signing for City. Uh, in terms of, yeah, they've got the goals from every other player they've brought in. But with a striker who's one of the top-rated strikers around the world, I think he wins it for me. I think I uh, before anybody else answers that, I completely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Haaland is right up there for me. Uh, he's going to score so many goals. He is. It can't. It like you. It can't go wrong. It it shouldn't go wrong. Uh, what about you, Gaurav? Uh, I have two players in my mind actually. Uh, I spoke about this player right now. I think the best new signing for me is Besuma okay. because of the way Conte plays. It's like Conte's Kante when okay. he was at Chelsea. <laughs> That's a good one. That could good. be a title he, for sure. Hashtag Conte's Kante when he was at Chelsea, and you know they kind of uh, you know won a couple of trophies. And uh, the second one for me is Bubakar Ka- Kamara. Oh yeah, for oh, Aston Villa. Yeah, 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 very yeah, exciting. Uh, it's a very exciting. big upgrade on Douglas Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, Aston Villa need that because of the firepower that they have going forward, uh, with Ings, Watkins, you know, Bertrand Traore, Coutinho. Um, so they have very exciting players up front. Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey. Bailey as well. Yeah. Uh, even though he didn't have the best first season. Yeah, but I think I think he's, he's going to come in good. Yeah. yeah. Top goal scorer, guys. Uh, what do you think? Uh, let's start off with Deep again. Oh, the bias comes in again. <laughs> Come on, it has to be Martial, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's Ronaldo. If he stays, and if he gets the service, then it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ronaldo, and then Haaland, and then Nunes. For me, that's the top three. Uh, what about you, Shantam? Um, I think looking at Mo Salah in the Community Shield, I think he looks so sharp. Um, I think starting off with Fulham as well, it would be a great start to the season. I think definitely uh, Salah would be fighting for the golden boot. I think Harry Kane, if you can get an entire season in, definitely. And uh, you can never leave out Erling Haaland. I think it still needs a little bit of tweaking, mm-hmm. where I feel rather than Haaland um, switching up his play to fit City, I think some of the City players have to switch up their sort of uh, style of play, style yeah. of play to fit Haaland with his you know direct sort of play where it's more intricate with City, yeah. um, but it's only a matter of time I feel when that starts clicking and then you will see the goals from Haaland as well. But I would would put Salah at number one. What about you, Gaurav? For me, I had I have the exact same list. It's Salah, Kane, and Haaland. All right. Well, there's no Ronaldo. There's no Ronaldo in it. There's a I'm not big ex- difference between the two United yeah. fans here. I mean, yeah. I'm not <laughs> expecting I mean, him to be in the league. my hopes. <laughs> I think you all both should have a cup of coffee and just discuss <laughs> which side you are on. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to go a little bit different. See, Salah, I mean, that's the safe pick like you all said. I would say Son because uh, I think Do a lot... Do you see him scoring 20 again? I think if we are holding Spurs that highly... But I then think wouldn't it be Kane? 
so that's what Kane was dropping deeper last year, and True. he was providing Son the way that they played football suited Son more in terms of goal scoring output. Right. So I think Son could get up there. Haaland is an interesting take, though I don't think he's going to play all the games. Hmm. Pep is going to protect Haaland, and uh, a lot of this, like I said, Harry Kane is going to play every single minute of the World Cup for England. He's pivotal to that England team. Yeah. You know, so you know when these teams that go deeper into the tournament, I think that's going to take away from some of the, which is why I think Salah and Son, like the players to whose teams you don't really think are going to do very well in the other competitions. I think yeah, these two, yeah, yeah, these two, I think are somebody like some players we should watch out for. Ronaldo definitely is up there, but will United create those many chances? I see them. Though. Yeah, maybe. The hopes are there. So anyway, guys, that was our pre-season predictions. Uh, do let us know uh, what you think about what our guests had to say, our speakers had to say, uh, and send in your pre-season predictions as well. Uh, it seems to be a very, very exciting season. We've never seen this before, where we're going to have the World Cup in the middle of it all. Um, so you know, all these predictions could just completely go out of the window. Uh, so anyway, thank you for listening in. Uh, signing off from episode number four. Ciao. Thank you guys. Cheers guys. Thanks for having me on board. Thanks Shantam for being on board. <laughs> yes. Thank you Shantam. <laughs>